Well, hey, hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Amazing Seller Podcast. This is episode number 343 and session number 105 of Ask Scott. This is where I answer your questions here on the podcast, and I do it every single Friday, and I am pumped to be here today because I've got a lot to share with you, and I also want to answer some of those questions. Now, let me just remind you, if you want to ask your own question and have me listen to it and then possibly air it on an upcoming Ask Scott session, just head over to theamazingseller.com forward slash ask, and you can do that. Leave a brief voicemail. Just include your first name, maybe where you're tuning in from, and then your question, and I'll do my best to air it on an upcoming show. I love doing this, guys. I look forward to this every single week, and I am totally pumped today. There's a lot of things I want to share with you. The one thing I wanted to start off with here, and I've talked about this, and you're going to hear me talk about this in the future, and I'm just going to really keep hounding you on this, and that is why. Why are you busting your butt to do this? Hopefully, you're busting your butt if you really want this and if you have a strong enough why, you will bust your butt. And I mean, you know, it doesn't mean that you have to work like extra, extra hard. You got to work smart with your time and you got to figure out how to, you know, figure out the time that you can spend and all that stuff. But I really just want you to understand that if you don't know why you are doing it, it's going to be hard when you start to get through these struggles and these obstacles as being an entrepreneur, which they will be there. So let me just tell you, like, if you think the grass is greener on the other side of the fence, it's not always the case. I think you probably know that. But I think if we have a why and then we can remind ourselves of that why, now I'm going to give you an example, okay? And this has nothing to do with money, but this podcast has really opened my eyes to how how important it is to help people and why that's so important to me. When I get notes, when I get like thank you notes, which I have a board at, which I'm looking at right now, I have a board in my office that has a lot of these thank you notes pinned on this board. And I do that to constantly remind me why I hop on here. I try to get on here with a lot of energy to show you guys that I'm excited about this and just helping you. And I want to be able to project that energy, but I also want to be reminded of why I do it. The other reason is, is because sometimes you get people, especially in in this arena, where you'll get people that will bash on you and they will be what we call haters and they just want to drag you down. You might have some of these people in your life where you're like telling them about what you're excited about and they're like, yeah, that'll never work. And you're like, oh, that was a downer, right? But if you have people around you that's going to constantly bring you up, it keeps you in that, you know, that positive energy. And I always share this story and I might have already shared it with you guys. But, you know, back when I was in the construction business with my father and his partner and everyone that we had working there, we used to send out postcards in the mail. We used to send out postcards to our customers and we would get hundreds, if not thousands, probably by the, yeah, at the time we left, we had thousands, thousands of postcards that had come back. So literally we would send them prepaid postage to send it back on a postcard. This wasn't email, which we should have did back then. Email wasn't really big back then, but nowadays we could have did that so much easier. But we would literally send them a card in the mail and we would do this to see what we were doing good and what we could improve on. And we would get 95% of them would be positive, maybe even more, maybe 98% would be positive. You know, your, your guys, you know, we, we used to always like say, were the guys polite? Uh, you know, did they clean up after themselves? Were you satisfied with the job? You know, just basic stuff, not a huge, just check boxes, not, not a huge list, just a small thing that you can fit on a postcard. And we would get those and then we would file them away. Well, you'd get five or, or, or 10 of those back in a week and they'd be all positive and they would just put them in the filing cabinet 
right? We'd get a negative one and oh my gosh, like everyone would just, you know, lose their mind and we'd have to have a big meeting about this. And it's always like those negative things always bring us down. Now, what I would have done, you know, or what I, what I would do now if I was in that same situation is I would take all of those, all those positive ones and I would have them on a board so everyone could see how good we're doing and why we do what we're doing and what our mission is and all of that stuff, like I would have that on a board. Maybe not all thousands of those, but I would have some of the top ones there to remind our company and everyone working there of why we do it. And that's the standard that we're going to live up to. All right. So what I want to uh, to just encourage you is to maybe maybe you're not receiving those thank you letters or maybe you're not receiving any of that stuff right now. But anything that you have that can remind you of why you're doing it. And then also, if you do get some thank you notes from some of your customers, definitely post them on a board or maybe you're going to do a follow up with them on a postcard. Maybe go back old school and follow up with them in the mail and then get something back and actually be able to pin it up on a wall. I think I think that's a really positive thing for us to do as a business. So this way here we can see how we're doing as a company. And I think it's really, really awesome. And like I said, I have a personal notes board right here and I have some that are handwritten, which it's not really public as far as how you find my address as far as the Amazing Seller Podcast. I'm gonna give you that address because I love receiving mail myself from listeners so if you guys have not found that address, I'm going to give it to you. It's a P.O. box. So just pay attention right here. You don't have to write this down if you want. I'll give you a nice, easy link that you can that you can use. But if you want to send a personal note, let me know how the podcast has impacted your life or what it's done for you. Definitely do that. I want to hear from you. I want to pin it up on my board um, and keep adding to that. So I'm going to give you that right now. It's The Amazing Seller, okay? The Amazing Seller. And then it's P.O. Box 995. That's Fruitland Park. Fruitland Park, Florida, and then it's 34731 is the zip code. Now, I'm going to put that on a special page. If you want to go to theamazingseller.com forward slash notes, you can do that, all right? And then you can send one there, a personal handwritten letter. I would look forward to that. I would really... We really love reading those and just, uh, you know, being able to pin those up on my board and uh, that would just be awesome. So if you guys have had a tough time finding that address, because it's not really, I don't like publicly put it out there, but I'm going to do it right here. Um, That's a PO box. It's for our podcast and um, I have someone there that takes care of all the mail. So if you guys want to do that, definitely do that. I would love that. And I think you guys should do that. I think you should do that in your business, like make it Oh, make it available for people to be able to do that and encourage them to do it because then again, you can look and see how well you're doing as a company. So again, guys, theamazingseller.com forward slash notes. If you want to literally hand type something or if you want to write something, I have a few that are handwritten. Um, I would love to hear how the podcast has helped you and I think that you guys should get out there and do the same thing. Kind of going back to the old way that we used to do it with the postcards for my construction company years ago. I'm kind of going back to those roots. I really love seeing and hearing how things are working or not working uh, in some cases and then how we can do a better job. So definitely do that. Um, the other thing I want to do is give you a couple updates before we jump into some Q&A today. Uh, the, uh, the updates I want to share with you is I posted a rare episode. Uh, that was episode 339. And that one there really came about because of the Ask Scott session. A question was asked and the question was, hey, Scott, I would love to hear more about your work-life balance, how you do it as being 
being a husband, a father, and how do you balance all of that stuff? And it was a question that I was going to answer on an Ask Scat, but I actually flipped it around and I said, you know what? I'm going to reach out to that guy and see if he'll interview me on my own show and we'll just dig deep into it so he can ask all the questions he wants and then we can dig into that because I think it's a really, really good topic and I think a lot of people struggle with that. So this way here you can kind of see a little bit of into my life and kind of how I do balance work and life and, and all of that fun stuff. So definitely check out that episode. Uh, a lot of people have said that they like to hear more about like just work and life balance but then also just day-to-day operations, and I'm going to be doing more of that stuff in the future. So that's episode 339. Another update real quick that I'm really, really excited about, and that is the 1K Fast Track. You guys may or may not have heard us talk about that. We opened it to a 50-person beta group our first round, which was very successful. Uh, I think they generated over $3,500 in seven days um, in the class, and then total was over 16, or I think it was just about 16,000 for the five weeks that we ran that. We just started a brand new class with uh, just about 100 students in there, and uh, right now, as I'm recording this, we're only four days in, and the class hasn't even officially started. It doesn't start until this Saturday, but we always do this kickoff call where we say, listen, In the next seven days, I want you guys to go out there and do this and this and come back and report your earnings. And literally, they're going out there and earning money right now. And the last I looked, we were over $3,500 in four days of the class going out there and taking massive, massive action. Um, Actually, I outline a lot of what we do in the kickoff call in the weekend challenge, as we call it. And that was on episode 312. So I encourage you to do that. And if you do go to 312 and you listen to that and you do take me up on that challenge, and you earn some cash, I want you to definitely email me, scott at theamazingseller.com. Let me know what you did and, and how much you generated in that, in that weekend challenge. It's, it's really easy. Anyone can do it. There's nothing holding you back other than you getting out there and doing it. So definitely check out that episode. As you guys can see, I'm pretty fired up pretty fired up. A lot of cool things going on, not to mention like all of the stuff that's happening too with our other brands that we're working with inside of, uh, you know, we're launching products on Amazon. We've got about three products that are in pre-production. They're going to be launching and I can't wait to share some of the results from our first set of products that are going to be hitting Amazon soon. And then we're building a list already. We've got a list of over 6,000 people already currently. And we're also starting a new contest uh, for that that's building. And I think the last I looked, we had additional 300 emails in about uh, 24 hours. So I'm going to be sharing all of the ins and outs of what we're doing there. And I'm really, really excited to do that. So guys, I'm going to try to calm down just a touch because I am fired up today. Uh, But let's go ahead and uh, let's start answering some questions today. Let's go ahead and listen to today's first question question and I will give you my answer. Let's do this. What do you say? Let's kick this baby off. Hi, Scott. My name is Ivan and I'm a 20-year-old student from Ukraine, Kiev, and I'm recording this voicemail from my rented apartment in the center. Uh, So, uh, first of all, I would like to say that, man, I really, really enjoy your podcast. It's such an amazing thing and It's uh, so useful and it has given me such a bunch of valuable information and just keep doing that. I love that. So my question is, have you ever observed social media marketing and Facebook as uh, one of the major sales funnels? I mean that you have talked about Facebook uh, as a method of launching your product or making giveaways making your mail list, uh, but what about uh, generating new sales? I mean, that uh, will it be 
will 10 or 5,000 subscribers enough for making uh, 5 or 10 sales per day? That it worth investing money in that stuff uh, and developing this page or group on the Facebook? Or it's much easier and cheaper to invest funds in just ads on uh, to your squeeze page or paying money to bloggers? Uh, so that's my question. Thanks. Ivan, thank you so much for the question. And I love it that you're a 20-year-old kid getting ready to jump into being an entrepreneur. I think it's really awesome. And from what I'm understanding out there, they're actually having classes at college now that's diving into entrepreneurship. And I think that's awesome because years ago it was always kind of looked you know looked upon like you know well you just didn't want to get a job uh, you know and I really like that because you know there are you know certain people that are built for this that want this but they don't have you know the introduction to it either and I think you know yes there's only so much you're going to learn in a college class I think the best the best education is getting out there and doing it and so many of my students have said that like Scott now that I've actually gotten through that process I've learned so much by going through that process you know what worked what didn't work and some of the things I'm going to have to consider and all of that stuff but I think it's great that they're introducing that. And I'm not sure if that's you or not, but I just love it that you are taking action. And you're like, you know what? I want to give this thing a shot. And you've got some really good questions and you're actually thinking on the right, on the right terms as far as like what you need to do to build a brand or a business, not just focused on Amazon. And we are talking about launching on Amazon because it's a great platform to start with. And it's a great platform because everything's in place. But really, we should be thinking about, too, is how do we build that external list? And and do we use social media? Do we use an email list? Do we use Facebook ads? Like, what is the right thing to do? So I'm going to give you my thoughts on this. And uh, again, this is just my opinion. But uh, it's what I believe and it's what I practice. All right. So I think that social media is a great a great uh, tool, okay, because social media is, is kind of like all of the different things that fall under social media. You know, Facebook, uh, you have Twitter, you have, uh, you know, now Snapchat, you've got, uh, uh, let's see, Instagram, you got Pinterest, you got all of these different, all of these different platforms that they're, they're, you know, they're classified as social media. Social media for me personally is a way to get attention on that platform or to use that to grab the attention of that audience in a certain place where they've already been kind of like, you know, hanging out, right? So think about like if you could go to a certain area or a certain group in your local town and you knew that they were all focused on, uh, you know, I don't know, like old muscle cars and they had a meetup every Sunday and you could go there and you sold stuff in that market, you're going to have a pretty good chance of them buying some of your stuff or at least being interested in your company. So what I like to do is I like to use those platforms to get awareness so I can then get those people to start paying attention to our brand. And, you know, there's a lot of different ways that you can do that. But then not just directing them to Amazon to buy our product, but to really get them to become an email subscriber so this way here I can communicate with them later and I can also use that email address to further target them. A great example is Facebook ads. 
We can actually target them and retarget them and get them back or get our message in front of them. So here's an example. Let's just say that I found a group on Instagram and and this actually is a is a real story. I've actually done this and I actually share it in a case study that I uh, that I shared and you guys can can go check that out. I'll put it in the show notes, but it's theamazingseller.com forward slash build list and we actually talk about how this all kind of unfolded and I do this exact same thing in the brands that we're working with right now. So basically we found an Instagram page that had, uh, well, there was, it ranged, one of them had like 250,000, one of them had 500,000, one of them had a million and I paid to get my post on there. So they, you know, they will post your picture because basically it's Instagram is a picture and a little bit of maybe in the bio, if you can get them to put something in the bio, like a link, but basically just an image. And that image is going to then say whatever it is that you want them to do or get their attention by that picture, right? Because it's it's image-based. So what we did is we just did this big bundle in our market. So again, let's go back to the muscle cars. If I was into muscle cars, which I am kind of, I got a 73 Mustang. Uh, so I, I kind of am, I'm just, I'm not a huge like muscle car guy that, you know, like I just go out there and tinker with it all day long, but I like driving them, but I like looking at them as well. But let's just say that I was into that space and I was going to sell product in that space. Well, I would, what I would do is create a giveaway. So if I knew that that market really, really uh, wanted like car covers or something for their, for their car, or maybe it was a car cover that was a $200 car cover. And I use that as my, you know, as my lead magnet, as we call it, as a way to attract them. So I would then put that up on Instagram if that's where they were hanging out. Now, again, if they're not hanging out on Instagram, that's not where I'm going. I might go to, in this case, let's say it was Facebook. And I found a Facebook group that had 150,000 people in a group and I was able to get my my post inside of that group that that might be something that I do or maybe it's a fan page that has a hundred thousand people and then maybe I, I retarget that page or I target that page in an ad that I run and then I would just have that come up and say hey win this free two hundred twenty dollar you know car cover you know and uh, you know to to protect your muscle car and then maybe you have a couple other little things that go in there too maybe uh, maybe you have a whole cleaning kit. Uh, maybe, or maybe a professional buffer or something like that, whatever it is, right? And let's say you got that up to a $250 value or a $300 value, and then you literally spend the money to buy those products. They're not even your products, maybe. And then you are attracting the right customer because maybe you sell something else that they can use on their car, Okay, to maybe uh, I don't know, maybe it's uh, maybe it's jacks or you know what I mean to jack up your car or maybe it's uh, some type of thing that's universal for muscle cars. I don't know that market and I just kind of threw that out there randomly. I wasn't even prepared for that. But let's just say that that was the case. Well, now I'm building an email list from, I'm, I'm extracting those people that are highly targeted in this space and they're all raising their hands like that's what I want to do. I don't want to just say I've identified the group. I want to then extract the ones that are really, really like into this market. And I want them to raise their hand. And the way that I get them to do that is I'll put something up of great value, a bundle to get them to say, yes, I'm interested in that, get their email address. And then from there, I can then message them. I can give them a car tip every single week. I could give them maybe a guy doing a burnout uh, at one of the meetups. 
There's a lot of different things that I can do. And I kind of call that the reporter model where I'm going to just go out there and find really cool stuff in this market. And then when I email them, I'm going to give them these things. And then I might have something in the PS that says, oh, by the way, this week we have a 25% off all car covers or whatever, right? Maybe that's your thing. Maybe you're selling car covers. I don't know, right? So that would be a great thing. I mean, ideally, if you were selling car covers and that was your giveaway, and then on the back end of that, maybe people that didn't win, you offered them a 25% discount or a 30% discount, you're going to boost your sales on Amazon, which is going to also help you rank, right? So that's what I would do. I wouldn't necessarily say that you want to spend a ton of money building a platform on social media. I'd say you're able to go out there and tap into people that have already built this audience. That's the quickest way. Now, yes, if you can do both. Now, we've done that in in one brand that we're working with. We're building a Facebook group, a Facebook fan page. We're also doing some Pinterest. We're also doing some Instagram, right? But all of that stuff is just getting the attention so then we can extract those people and put them on an email list so we can communicate weekly with them with other updates and and uh, you know little tips and again we're the reporter okay so again I mean I can go on on and on for with this stuff I just I love this stuff because I think it's a great great discussion and I think it's a great thing to do if you're building a brand of any kind because it's so powerful. But a lot of people don't do that. And in your case, you're asking, should I go out there and spend a lot of money building an Instagram page? And the answer is no, I wouldn't spend a lot of money building the Instagram page if it's a byproduct of you doing that. So an example would be, let's say that you're doing it on Instagram, which we've done, and you create an Instagram page. Well, with the Instagram page, you got to post four or five, six things a day. You're going to want to do that to constantly stay fresh in the feed. If you can do more, do more. And then what you could do is when you run that, that giveaway or that contest, what you would do is you would say, here's what you got to do to enter the contest. One, you have to like us on Instagram or, you know, follow our page, right? And you would just give the at whatever your page is. And then you'd say, step two, go to, you know, www dot and then give your link. So that way there, they have to go to that page to enter their name and email address, right? So some people are going to do both. Some people are just going to do the second one to enter the contest. But again, it's just, you're getting, you're kind of double dipping. You're, you're getting two things out of one ad spend. So if you're spending money on that ad to drive people to that page, well, at least now you're going to also get people to start following you on Instagram and you're going to slowly build that page or Facebook or any social media platform. So again, I don't think people should build the Instagram page or the Pinterest page just to sell product. I think it's great to kind of get a community built around your brand. That would be awesome. If you could do a group, like if you were into muscle cars and you built like this, this awesome group where you had a community of guys hanging out in there and girls hanging out in there talking about muscle cars all day long. I mean, it's going to give you ideas for products. It's going to also allow you to build this strong community that, I mean, you could do local meetups and you could do all kinds of cool things. Um, but I would not base everything on that. I would not be selling product in there necessarily. I'd be more or less allowing them to build the community or build the resources so then I can also have an email so I can follow up with them and remind them of maybe something that I posted inside the Facebook group. Um, so hopefully that makes sense. I know it was a long-winded answer, but again, I could do... I could do a, I can do a discussion on this every single day because I believe so strongly in it. And I think it's so powerful. Uh, and again, guys, if you have not checked out theamazingseller.com forward slash build list, do that. It gives you the entire uh, roadmap and blueprint of how that all works. Totally free. We did a workshop on that. So definitely check that out. We're going to be updating that as we as we have other case studies that we're, we're working on and stuff. So definitely check that out. All right, guys. So uh, hopefully that helped you. 
And also congratulations on being 20 years old and out there uh, thinking about building a business and getting started in this in this world of entrepreneurship. So congratulations and I'm rooting for you, bud. All right, so let's go ahead and listen to another question and I'll give you my answer. Hi, Scott. My name is Cynthia and I am a new podcast listener. I'm into podcast number 17 now and I really love the information that you're giving the audience. And I think it's very valuable and useful. And I also attended the webinar, which was great as well. Um, Thank you so much for what you do. My question is, once you've found a product that you like to make modifications to after looking at reviews and looking at the competitor and what they have out there, um, do you need to have that product patented? Um, I'm kind of unclear because it sounds like you're doing modifications to an existing product, but if that product is modified to your liking, that's your product and you don't necessarily want anybody to mimic that um, or have the supplier sell that to someone else. So do you need to get a patent or uh, does that even work with doing this type of business. I'm kind of unclear about that, but if there's a podcast that you can lead me to, that would be great. Um, And again, very much appreciate it. Thank you, Scott. Hey, Cynthia, thank you so much for the question. Thank you so much for being a listener, a new listener. And I want to say thank you. Uh, That's awesome. And I really do appreciate it. And I appreciate all the kind words. And yeah, to answer your question on patents and trademarks and all of that good stuff, I'm going to direct you to an episode that we did uh, a little while back, episode 186. And I did an episode with Ted Limus, who is an attorney, and we talked all about that. But here's here's my thoughts on that. If you're going to launch a product and you're going to make some modifications to it, uh, you can file for a patent, okay? And when you do that, it's going to be under the status of patent pending. And I think, I mean, we just did one not that long ago. It's about 200 bucks, 250 bucks to file that. But once you get to the stages of where you actually will be you know, officially making it a patent and stuff, there's going to be more things that you're going to have to do. You are going to want to hire an attorney to help you with that process, and it will be more expensive at that time. But at that time, you'll probably know if the product's selling or not. So that's totally up to you if you want to go down that road, because then every product that you launch, if you're going to do this, you're going to have to file patents. That's more expense. That's more time and all that stuff. Um, But I, I also want to say that depending on where you're sourcing this from, a patent is really only as good as you're going to be able to enforce it. So if you have a patent and someone does violate that patent, you're going to have to go through all of the necessary steps to enforce that, which means hiring an attorney, having proof of all of your stuff. And, you know, it's at that point, it's like, is it really worth it? Or can you just kind of file something through Seller Central if it's through Amazon or have your attorney send them something to kind of almost scare them off? Like, There's nothing saying that China uh, or wherever you're having this thing sourced isn't going to uh, go ahead and start making it for someone else. Now, you can put something in writing, have them sign it, but again, you would have to then go after these people. And for me personally, I'm about, you know, MVPs, which is basically minimal viable product. Like I want to do the least amount to get a product to market to see if it's going to work before I invest a ton of time and a ton of money 
into protecting it. Now, if you have something that's totally unique that, you know, you've created, you know, you've got your own like 3D modeling and you've got like, you know, uh, maybe even 3D printing done and, and you've really spent a lot of time on that stuff. That's a different story. But we're talking about if you're just adding a little bit of, uh, you know, a different look or maybe you just customize the handle a little bit or whatever it is, um, it might not be worth your time to do that. But again, I can't say I don't know what you've done. I don't know how extensive it is. Your thing might not even be patentable. You might not even be able to get a patent for it because it's not modified enough. Um, so Again, I would direct you to episode 186, anyone else that's listening about patents, trademarks, or copyrights, any of that stuff, we had a deep discussion on that, and um, definitely I would I would look into that, and again, I would find an attorney that you trust with, uh, and actually, I, I may even have a resource on that, so by this, the time this airs, I may have something on the resources page, I'm supposed to have lunch with a patent attorney that lives near me, actually, uh, he lives in Charlotte, and we're supposed to have lunch, we've been trying to make that happen, and... Um, I may have a resource for you at that time. Right now, currently, um, I just say find your local patent attorney and start picking their brain. It's going to probably cost you 100 or 200 bucks to even talk to the to them. Um, there are some services out there that it doesn't cost anything to file as far as like them to do it. It's just like the filing of the patent itself. Um, but again, I don't have those resources off the top of my head, but I will locate something and put it on the resources page. The resources page, for any of you that don't know, is theamazingseller.com forward slash resources, and I will have everything there for you. And that's always constantly being updated with resources of tools or things like this, patents or liability insurance or any of that stuff. That'll all be there as I become more aware of, of uh, you know, new, uh, you know, whether it's tools or whether it's services, I will put them on that page and keep that up to date. So, all right, hopefully that helped you and congratulations on getting started and uh, keep me updated, keep me posted. I want to hear your progress and I want to hear uh, how you're doing. Uh, so definitely do that. All right, guys, let's listen to one more quick question before we wrap up today and I'll give you my answer and then we'll, uh, we'll call it a day and you guys can wrap this up and have an awesome weekend. What do you say? Let's do it. Hey, Scott, this is Rich. Uh, fighting off a little bit of a cold here, so forgive me. Um, I have a question for you to answer for me and the audience. Uh, and you've probably done this in the past. I'm not sure. But what is what does it mean to have a bestseller ranking uh, under the 3,000 and over the 10,000? If you could kind of explain those, uh, the reason for those ranges. Uh, I found a product recently that's in the 650 BSR range. And I'm just trying to figure out what I would get myself into if I um, purchased this product and pursued it. Uh, if you could give us an idea of the, you know, what would happen if we choose something below the 3000 and above the 10,000, uh, what those scenarios would look like. I really appreciate everything you've done. Uh, I tell everybody about you all the time and, and encourage all my friends to, uh, stop running the rat race and, and, uh, be your own, uh, business owner, but thank you. Really appreciate it from all of us. Uh, have a great day. This is Rich out. Hey, Rich, thank you so much for the question. And thanks so much for being a, uh, a longtime listener. I appreciate that. It means a lot. Uh, so let me, uh, let me dive into your question. And what I want to say here, though, is, you know, a lot of people, they base all their decision on the BSR, bestseller rank for anyone that's brand new that's listening to the podcast. Um, BSR is a bestseller rank. Most categories have that on their listings. Amazon gives them a rank that's always changing. Um, you know, I mean, hourly, it's changing. Uh, and it's all based on sales. And that's a way for us to get a gauge 
as how well a product is selling. Now, there's tools like Jungle Scout that will also help us see that because they've taken that into consideration and then they've done some really cool things with an algorithm and they can kind of project or not project. They can actually see what the past, uh, you know, sales, well, I guess they could project. They can kind of tell us like what it's done over the past, you know, uh, you know, month or year and they kind of take an average and, and kind of do all of that stuff. So, if, if you want to really understand numbers, I would say Jungle Scout would be that tool that would give you a really close idea without even worrying about BSR. If you guys are starting from scratch, uh, I think Jungle Scout is probably the number one tool that I would recommend like out of the gate. Like if I had a buddy come up to me right now and go, Scott, I really want to get started in this thing. What do you what do you suggest I do? I'd say, well, number one, do your touch list. I tell everyone to do that, you know. Figure out what's what's happening in your own life with, with things that you're touching, products. If you're into muscle cars, like I said before, obviously, you're going to have a lot of stuff there. If you work on muscle cars, there's tools that you use, this, that, and the other thing. And then you can start to see if there's any, you know, if there's any opportunity there for you. And using a tool like Jungle Scout is going to make that a lot easier, a lot faster, and it's not that expensive. Uh, if you guys have not checked out Jungle Scout, if you guys are brand new, I definitely recommend you doing that. There's there's two versions. There's the extension, which goes in Chrome, which that's the one I would recommend first. And then there's the web app. And that one there is more about this product discovery. Um, but if you guys want to get a discount on that, I am an affiliate for Jungle Scout, but I use the tool almost every day. I know Greg Mercer very well. We're good friends. And uh, it's a great product, great company. Uh, you can get a discount on that if you head over to theamazingseller.com forward slash J S for Jungle Scout, or you can just go to the resources page. But I think that's the one tool that I say everyone should have when they start because it's going to speed up that process and you're not doing that much guessing. You're letting them guess for you, but they have some algorithms that make it really close. Um, So I would definitely uh, do that. Because here's the deal. You can look at BSR. You can look at, uh, you know, the numbers that you think that they're selling or what they've done in the past, but there's no guarantee that that's going to continue, right? There's no way that that you can do that other than sometimes you have to trust your gut. You also have to see if it's a trend that's on the up or if it's on the down, right? You got to look at those different things. And if you think that there's a product that's selling well right now and you can put your own spin on it or make it better by looking at reviews and all that stuff that we've talked about in the past, then, you know, there's no reason to do a test order. I like doing smaller test orders, you know, like 250 to 500 units is a good batch of test products that you can really see if it's going to work and you can get a, you know, you can get some marketing behind it. You can do some promotions. You can even build a little bit of a list and do a launch, like all of those things. And I think the one thing that a lot of people, they, they, they miss out on is looking at the number of reviews. And if it's still selling well and it has low reviews, then that's a good opportunity for you because then that means that you don't have to battle and you don't have to fight for reviews. You can let them naturally happen, which I think is going to to be very important moving forward. Uh, But this way here, you know that it's got steady numbers and it's not driven by reviews. Um, So again, and I wouldn't just look at one or two sellers. I'd look at probably five sellers so they can all validate that this is a good market and a good product to go into. So again, to answer your question, That is really a moving target. I've given the example, like, if you can find a product in certain categories that's, you know, 10,000 or less, 
it's a pretty good market, you know, but you could say that same thing and go into a market or a, a category that's not that popular. And you, you look at that 10,000 and they're selling like one a day, if that, or maybe one every two days. Uh, so it's going to change. That's why using a tool like jungle scout will definitely help, um, and speed up that process and also take a little bit of the guesswork out of it for you. So, um, hopefully that's helped you again. I wouldn't want to give you a BSR number. Like if you said it's 650 in, in a good, well, heck, not even in a really good, good category. They're still selling some per day. But if you found something for 650, a BSR of 650 in home and kitchen, for example, or beauty or one of those categories, selling lots, right? And sometimes that might be too much. Like sometimes that will make me not want to go into that space because then I know that they're a target. There's other people that are trying to get into this business that are going to go after those because they have great numbers. They might be selling 50 a day. And that's not really my strategy. I want to go after products that I can that I can land and I can sell without having to put a ton of marketing behind it where I don't have to do a massive giveaway and play that game. And uh, I have to worry about competing on reviews and I have to worry about 10 other people coming in every single week. Like those are the ones that people are going after because they want that home run. Like I want base hits and I think that everyone should go after base hits and I think there's more opportunity there. So Hopefully this answered your question, and uh, for anyone out there that's thinking about product research, definitely, definitely check out episode 189. That one there, I go through, number one, taking the uh, the information and then really going back and looking at the history and then looking at the trends and all of that stuff to really make it an easier process for you to, to make that decision by not just looking at the surface numbers, because a lot of times we can get fooled by the surface numbers and then... We get the product and we're like, well, wait a minute, why aren't there any sales? Uh, you know, even my competitor doesn't have many sales now because they just ran a massive promotion and they've only been selling for a month and a half. We got to go back and we got to look at the history. We got to look at the trends. We got to look at all that stuff. And I do that in episode 189 and I'll probably be doing an update on that one. Um, not much has changed, but I think I should probably just revise that a little bit. But 189 will give you a really, really good idea on how to look at a product and then do a little bit more data in the background. Um, so this way here, you can have a better chance chance of, uh, of landing a, a product that's going to sell and you're not going to be fooled by the numbers on the front end. So hopefully this has helped you. Again, thank you so much for the question and everyone else that submitted questions. I want to thank you. And if you have submitted a question and I haven't gotten to it yet, be patient. It still may air on an upcoming show. I'm trying to stay as uh, you know up to date as I can, but they're coming in faster than I can answer them. But don't let that discourage you. Definitely ask your question and I'll do my best to get to it. You can head over to theamazingseller.com forward slash ask and you can do that. You can ask a question. And then the other thing is, I want to remind you about sending in a note. I would love to receive a personal note for you so I can pin it up on my board. I'm going to probably do a video of my office and my workplace, and I'll show you that board, and who knows, maybe your note will be up there. Uh, but uh, yeah, go ahead and send me a note. Handwritten note would be awesome, or or you know, type it, whatever. Um, but you can do that by heading over to theamazingseller.com forward slash notes, and I will leave the address there that you can send it, and then I will get them generally about every two weeks is when that mail will get sent to me directly. All right, so uh, guys, that's it. That's going to wrap it up. Remember that the show notes can be found at theamazingseller.com forward slash 343, transcript, show notes, links, all that good stuff will be there. And uh, yeah, you can get all the goodies on that page. All right, guys, so that's it. It's going to wrap it up. Remember, I'm here for you. I believe in you and I'm rooting for you. But you have to, you have to. Come on, say it with me. Say it loud. Say it proud. Take action. Have an awesome, amazing day, weekend, wherever you are. And uh, we'll see you on the next episode. Take care.